Welcome to the next episode of NorCal and Shill. Today's guest is Julie Pacino. You can find her on Twitter at Julie underscore Pacino. You can go to her website at keepersofthen.art. Julie is a photographer and filmmaker who's currently working on a feature film, Keepers of the Inn. Her collection also by the same name, Keepers of the Inn, sold out in January, making it the first feature film to be funded by NFTs. She has a couple collections on OpenSea, I Live Here Now, and Keepers of the Inn. You can find her one-of-one work on Super Rare. Everyone, please welcome Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a great, nice overcast day, actually, but it, is, it feels great outside up here where I'm at. That's awesome. It's, it is the same 75 degree and sunny day that it's been in West Hollywood, California for the past hundred years. <laughs> so I wish we, it was gloomy because that is interesting, but, <laughs> but I'm also not complaining. Right, right. I mean, it's happy outside. It's happy outside. <laughs> which has to mean it's happy inside, right? <laughs> of course, that's the only thing it means. Oh, uh, so do you have a hardware wallet? I do have a hardware wallet, and I resisted it for quite some time. But when we, so I did my Keepers of the In collection, which was mm -hmm. like, okay, we're gonna go raise all the money for this independent feature, and when we sold that out. And I had the ETH just sitting in a wallet. I was like, okay, it's time to get this set up because it was terrifying. <laughs> and when I set the ledger up, like I didn't realize that in order to, we had cashed out some USDC to make sure that we had our budget covered. And oh, yeah. I didn't realize you had to import assets for it to show up. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was like a 10 minute period where I was, I had a bit of a meltdown. Right. I was like, this is it. This is right. how it ends. Yep. But I do have a hardware wallet and, and I love my hardware wallet. Now I have it in a, in a little case and I, I like say goodnight to it and I respect <laughs> it. It's my religion. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, it, it can be nerve wracking if you're like, crap, I just sent this. I didn't, I thought I double checked everything and now it's not showing up. Terrifying. Yeah. Someone else just got this free money. You know what? Full transparency, that happened to me when I first got into the crypto space. Like what? I, yeah, like one day it was maybe like a week. So my Genesis collection, I live here now was in on August 31st. And it was like within the first week of September, I, I had a wallet that like I shared with my, my partner on that project. And he just calls me and he's like, someone just sent us $10,000. What? And I, and we're like, I'm like, what? And we looked and yeah, like we 
we had 10 grand from a wallet that had no, it was like the only transaction and it, it, we couldn't trace it. We were trying to figure out like, and so when I was doing taxes this year, (laughs) that, that, that came up and I was like, no, but I didn't like someone just gave that to me. And so, um, yeah, isn't that wild? I, I don't know. I still don't know what that was about. But yeah, someone just like had to, I guess, like wash 10 grand, <laughs> launder 10 grand and they sent it to me. <laughs> Shout out to the free money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Except not when it comes to tax season because uh, that was annoying. <laughs> You're like, dang it. Uh. <laughs> so what were your first thoughts when you heard about NFTs? I mean, I was very confused. My friend, Will Savas, who I like grew up in the same town as him, and we were kind of like childhood acquaintances and hadn't talked to him in a decade. And he had seen some of my photography that I was posting on social media. And he was like, hey, like this was like, I guess, February of last year. He's like, hey, I think NFT photography is going to be a big thing this year. You should get into it. There's not a lot of people doing this, the type of work that you're doing. And I just didn't understand it. Like I, I I think coming from real life and web two, like as artists, we're sort of conditioned to think that our work is not valuable. Mm-hmm. And especially as photographers, just we've seen like the joke, the joke royalty deals that photographers <laughs> get, it's like check, 12 cent checks and shit. And right. so I just didn't understand why someone would spend money on a JPEG and not even own it. But then when I accepted the fact that it's a digital asset and then kind of wrap my head around the blockchain and proof of ownership. And of course, like just seeing all that this space was providing for artists, it clicked, but I, but like for sure, my first thought was just, I I have no idea what this means. And then of course, like a huge barrier to entry, just being like terrified of cryptocurrency, not understanding how to get it and thinking that it meant like I was going to be on the black market. And like, that had been the only (laughs) time I'd heard of crypto is like my friend will call him max who like would buy LSD from on the black market. Oh yeah. Like, okay. But yeah, (laughs) definite confusion when I first heard about NFTs. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's definitely, you know, new it's weird, but it's so great. You can't hold it. No, it's awesome. Definitely. What, What brought you to art? How did you choose photography? I mean, like I, so I grew up exposed to movie making as mm-hmm. a medium and kind of have always been intrigued by the form of expression. And so like one of my earliest memories is being, I was like four years old on the set of the devil's advocate and like wandering into this, onto this set by myself with this like very ornate beautiful red rug in this like burned up charred corpse like fake obviously Uh corpse on the ground and just being like completely intrigued knowing it wasn't real but also like feeling like a voyeur and and so just since I was young I knew that I wanted to do things in the visual arts and so my background is in film but in making my movies I'd always use photography as a tool to help in the rehearsal process. So Ah. I'd I'd bring my camera with me, get the actors comfortable and outside of making movies, just shooting photos 
is fun and takes less time than it does to right. make a whole movie. And so like, I've, I've just kind of always gravitated towards the visual arts and, and using that as a form of expression. I wish that I could sing. It seems so fun and like, mm. it feels so good, but I, but like f- photography and, and filmmaking is, is I think what found me. And I, I think I'm just a product of my environment. I was sort of yeah. born into this. Right. So what kind of inspires your style of work? Well, I think seeing a fake burned up corpse at four years old definitely (laughs) infused me with this tantalizing desire to like, to pursue horror. My photography is very cinematic and I love working that way because I, I like giving my subjects the freedom to exist as a character because I think that it really opens up the possibilities to explore things that maybe one wouldn't be comfortable exploring as themselves. It's like making, making choices and, and expressing yourself, but, but being able to have the kind of safety net or the veil of the character to hide behind is just fun. And so like, I, I, I really, that's really a a thing for me is just like, whenever I approach a photo shoot, I, I approach it as a story and I, I come up with a character with my subject and we like we enact this sort of narrative. And so that's always really fun. It's it's sometimes when I get like brand work, they're like, can you just shut up and take photos of our product? <laughs> and I'm like, but what's the story? Like why? Yeah. But yeah, that's like that's my style <laughs> of photography and I'm sticking to it. Got it, got it. What jobs have you done along the way? Like outside of the arts? Yeah. So only one, okay. it was when I was 19 and, and going to college, I worked at a sandwich shop and I made sandwiches and I made really good sandwiches. It's, nice. I still make really good sandwiches. It's the only thing that I can make like cook. I, I know that's not cooking, but it's the only thing that I can make that's <laughs> edible. And I'm really good at it. Like I think sometimes I'm a little heavy handed on the mayo, but that's uh-huh. how I like a sandwich. Okay. And so, yeah, that was my my one and only sort of real life job. And then I just, I don't know if I got fired. It was a little bit of a gray area. Like I was also <laughs> a frequent customer at the sandwich shop. And so I think they felt bad, but, but yeah, I, I then quickly jumped into making movies and just started working on sets as a production assistant Okay. when I was like 19 and just like absorbing everything and getting paid shitty day rates, but like still just ha- having fun and, and loving it. Nice. So let's, uh, let's hear the top two sandwiches. Yeah. So I make a killer, just like, like old school Turkey, American cheese, tomato, lettuce. Like I have the ratios down again, a little heavy handed on the mayonnaise, but (laughs) okay. That's fine. Not, not, not drowning in it, but definitely like definitely significant amounts of mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I make a really good uh, meatball Parmesan, which is like, Okay. random but yeah, yeah i'm italian so it's not that random but not, yeah that's right if it's i don't know if that's a sandwich but it it sort of is <laughs> it's it, it's you know it's it's you're having uh bread with your meatballs instead of spaghetti right i mean exactly and it's it's not a hot dog i know people think sa- like there's that whole debate of like is a hot dog a sandwich but yeah i think meatball sub constitutes as a sandwich especially if you're italian <laughs> right right if <laughs> If you were an animal, what would you be and why? I would probably 
be like one of my dogs because they're spoiled <laughs> and just get scratched all the time and have an amazing life. Like, yeah, I'd be one of my dogs or a bird because flying just seems like it feels really good. For sure. <laughs> so is sandwiches, is that your favorite food or do you have a favorite food? No, my favorite food is a, a New York sesame bagel with butter. Oh. scooped with butter. That's, that is it. Got it. Like I, I feel like what constitutes a, a favorite food is like in your fullest moment or like eat, if, if you have like some horrible stomach virus, like if someone handed it to you, <laughs> would you still eat it? And I'm telling you, I've, I have asked myself the question, like I've had the flu and been like, could I go for a bagel with butter right now? And the answer is yes. <laughs> that is my favorite food. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't want anything, what would you eat? <laughs> exactly. That's it. All right. That's a, so you know, bagel with butter. I've not, <laughs> I've not had that, that, that response. Like, you know, <laughs> if I'm sick and throwing up, this is what I'm going to eat. I'd still eat it. Like, because it's not about being hungry. It's about like my love for bagels with butter. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> You feel yes. like garbage after you eat one, you but it's <laughs> delicious. Right. <laughs> Have you ever had a New York bagel with butter? I, I guess I, I need to. Well, I will in uh, in, in June. June. Okay. I'll take you to the place. I've yeah. got the place. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm not hit. saying it here because then everyone's going to know about it, but Perfect. I got the place. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll do that. We'll, we'll hit Offline. up. Offline. We'll do coffee and a bagel. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So what is the best piece of advice you've been given? I definitely, I, there's like two, but I think if, if I had to narrow it down, it's, it's advice that my dad gave me when I was first starting in the business. And he, you know, it's, it's such a, like the film business and photography, it's just like such a grind yeah. and it's not glamorous and it's, there's a lot of failure before success, right? Like even in the process of writing a screenplay, like how many drafts do you go through before you get to the one that's actually decent? And so um, sometimes that can, that comes with anxiety of like, well, when I need to get it done or when am I going to have the break or when am I going to start making a lot of money doing this? And so what my dad has always told me and, and now I try to preach to other people because it just feels so good is focus on the art and the rest will follow. And it's just so comforting because it's like, oh, so all I have to do is focus on creating what's authentic to me. And I, tr yeah. and, and trusting that, that there will be an audience for it, that there, if it's a photo, there will be a collector who, who it resonates with at some point, it doesn't really matter when it's just that trust in, in that it, it will happen. And so that's definitely the best piece of advice because it's just using it as a mantra, especially in this space, which is so volatile, like reminding myself, like, it's, Hey, it's cool. Just like, just focus on the artwork and, which is, uh, that's why we do it, right? Is we're artists. We, we, we do it because making art, we have to, it's, it's, it's a, it's a need and it feels good to do it. So definitely the best piece of advice. Yeah. You gotta just, just grind it out. I mean, you're doing what you love. 
regardless of the money. Yeah. And, and you can't like focusing on the lack of something is not how you attract that thing. If you're constantly putting out there, like I don't have enough of this and I'm not, this isn't going well. It's like, that's, that's sort of what your reality is going to reflect back to you. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, as if people are just like, you wake up and you have like a bad day and you like stub your toe in the morning and then it just, that becomes your narrative. It's just like, oh, this is a shitty day. And it's like, yeah. well, of course it's a shitty day. You're expecting it to be. And so it's hard to not get in stuck in those cycles. And, and so whenever I do, I'm just like, I'm just, I, I, I'm just glad that I understand that I have art as a means of expression. Cause if yeah. I didn't, I'd be just a crazy person, a crazier <laughs> person, <laughs> like an angry, crazy person. Love it. Since you've been in the space for getting on a year, or just over a year. Do you have advice for new artists joining the space? Yeah, I mean just just do your research, right? Like like educate before making any moves and try to keep the FOMO in check cuz I've that's from experience like I've I've FOMO'd into a couple things and you know, lost money on it. And, and, and also just the FOMO of like having to be constantly active in the space is something I struggled with and still struggle with, but like really at the beginning, it felt like, okay, this is just a 24 hour job and I need to always be posting and reacting and liking and retweeting. And, and so I think like my best advice is just trying to try to find some sort of structure within this place and try to try to like set some boundaries. That's just what I've, that's what I've been trying to do over the past like month. Cause it really, my health took a hit and I'm like, okay, I need to. And so just like not looking at my phone after 9 PM and like w- meditating in the morning before diving into the Twitter verse. And, and so, yeah, just like not getting caught up in, in the FOMO and the pace of it all. Yeah, definitely uh, helps to set those boundaries. Yeah. I need to get, better at like scheduling my my time like hey only stay on uh for you got two hours get what you need done on online then get off and do what you. it's so do. hard because i've been i don't know about you but like i'll look at i'll open twitter and then suddenly it's been an hour and a half and I, I'm like, it is what? terrible how does that happen it just it's like twitter is a time machine like you can travel into the future in a split second. I'm like, there's no way it's been six hours and I haven't moved. <laughs> so the time I know it is terrible. So if you could move or live anywhere, where would you live? I mean, I was born and raised in New York and I'm desperately trying to get back there, but LA like has her claws in me. <laughs> I think like if I could live and it's such a, I'm really trying to ask myself, honestly, like, would it be in some like penthouse in New York that I can't afford, but hopefully will one day just like uh-huh. fucking the, the best apartment in New York? Or would it be on an, a private island that I own? Just probably, yeah. Like, I think if I could live anywhere, no questions asked, like, yeah, I think... I think I got to go with that, like a private island that I own. That that's that's my home. Maybe I have an apartment in New York. Like I've got places, okay, but okay. like home, yeah. my home, a private island, white sand, like crystal clear water, 
just that's where I come home to at yes. night. Yeah. Somewhere in like the French Caribbean. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get down on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what home should be your sanctuary. Yeah, for sure. It is a, it's a hard, it's a hard one. That's, but that's, but that's like, it, this is a fantasy. This is not like, I'm not thinking like logistically <laughs> right, what would right. make the most sense for my work and my business and like my friends and family. It's like, no, if I could in this hypothetical situation, I'm on an Island probably by myself with no self-service or Wi-Fi, just like with nature, maybe some mushrooms and like, I'm set. Enjoying that, that sand on the feet, occasional, yes. occasional walk through the water. Occasional, yes. Yeah, for sure. So uh, do you have any uh, upcoming projects or anything? I, so, I mean, I'm shooting my movie in September, which I keep okay. forgetting about. Yep. Like, <laughs> like I'm so caught up in NFTs and I'm like, you know, oh shit, I have to go make a feature film in, in September. But yeah, so that's like getting a lot of my, a lot of my focus and attention right now is going towards that. I just dropped my second super rare piece, which I'm really excited about. Like my super rare campaign is sort of a departure from my other work, which like we discuss is like very cinematic. Whereas my super rare campaign is a more, more like documentary style, personal portraits that I've taken of my partner over the course of our relationship. And, and it's really about, how photography has helped me embrace my own sexual identity and has really been a tool for me to like become comfortable with that. And so like the, my super rare stuff is much more personal and yeah. So like we just dropped, we just dropped our piece uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm splitting the profits with my girlfriend who's a model who has like been through the ringer in that business and been just completely constantly taken advantage of. And so this is really a project that kind of challenges the male gaze and, and is, is really about femininity and individuality. So yeah, really, really excited about that. That's, that's out right now, but also just spending the evenings into the, into the almost mornings writing this new draft of my screenplay for my movie and just cranking around the clock. Nice. Awesome. Feels Congrats. really good. Thank do you, you. Do you have any questions for me? Do I have any? I do actually. I kind uh, of want to like oh no. go back through and ask you all, the, all questions. the questions you asked me. I do. Uh, I do want to know what your favorite food is. My favorite. Like oh. Yeah. I'm like What's a, your favorite food? I could like always do some sort of Mexican food. I like carne asada. I could just eat carne asada. Really? A lot. That's so heavy. I love it. I don't know. Like. I know because I mean, like, if I make like carne asada at home and there's a ton of it, I'll just keep on snacking on it if it's on the counter after dinner or after whenever, whatever meal I had it for. If it's there like after lunch and it's sitting there the whole like day, I'll just, I'll just keep on snacking on it. It's so good. <laughs> I love that. That sounds delicious, actually. And it's like, it's protein. So you're just going. Yeah. It's, it's, delicious. that's awesome. And and what about seasons? Tell me about seasons. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, so seasons. I uh, went to art school a couple couple years, and um, this was a project I worked on. So the typography in it was I had to hand draw all the typography first, and then we had to 
like import like import it and then retrace it in Illustrator. And then we laid it out and made like our own like tiles of it or CD covers, I think is what they kind of referred to it as. And so I made all these different seasons and then a monochrome one for life. And it's all, I guess, kind of comes from that, my quote from a movie actually, but uh, there is no normal life. There's just life. Ooh, I love that. That's so true. That's so true. I've got a friend that always calls me weird and I'm just like, what is weird? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like normal is weird. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Do you, do you like draw and paint outside of that? Like what's your artistic sort of medium? How do you express yourself? Ah, uh, these days it's kind of different, I guess. Um, I always enjoyed, I always would wanted to get back into black and white photography but I never have these days. I'm more, I guess I got in the cars and I always wanted to get back into doing that. And so if I can tinker on my car in some way, I'll do that. But I don't know, trying to figure out projects, I guess we have a garden that we're trying to get going. There you go. We're a little late to the game, but we got a ton of things that we're starting or or trying out this year. Like we got accidentally started growing potatoes and accidentally. uh, Yeah. Yeah, my wife was like, hey, we should do a compost pile. And I was like, well, where are we going to put it? And she's like, well, let's just start it in a bucket. And I was like, okay, (laughs) we'll do that. And so there's potatoes in that bucket. And in the garden bed, we dug a trench, put the compost pile in there, covered it over, and we got potatoes now on accident. We didn't expect them to grow. But now we we got tomatoes. We started from seed. So we started everything from seed this year and uh, trying it out. I love it. Yeah. A good, a good homegrown tomato is that, that would be my first choice. If I, I live in an apartment, so I have like a little, a little outdoor deck area where I've got like potted plants, but, um, but I think if I had like a home where I could really grow a garden, tomatoes would be right up there. Tomatoes on everything. Yeah. Tomatoes. They're, they're key. I mean, I know (laughs) last year we, we didn't have the greatest tomato crop, but my daughter, she was two last two and a half. And she, any tomato out there, she would grab it and eat it before. So we, <laughs> she <laughs> ate all the tomatoes outside. We got like maybe three. <laughs> oh my God. What a legend. That's awesome. She just goes for it. Yeah. She was just grabbing them, asking love for it. help. It was awesome. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Growing a garden is definitely a, like the purest form of creation. So good answer. <laughs> thanks thanks uh so do you have any any shout outs shout outs Ooh, who do i want to shout out there's so many it's like there's so many people that i feel bad picking one so i'm just gonna i'm gonna shout out my mom because ah. my mom is like a lurker on twitter and uh-huh. it, I, i'll see her pop up in spaces and oh, then yeah. she'll like text me and be like, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, it's a spaces mom. So I'm going to shout her out because I know that she's going to find her way to this. Okay. And yeah. Hi mom. That's and, awesome. And, and hi to all my, my artist friends, you know who you are in the NFT space, but my shout out is dedicated to my mother. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, but that's good support. I know my mom also listens to this podcast and she's like, hey, I listen. I heard your podcast. That was really interesting guy oh, or a girl. And I was like, <laughs> 
And I'm like, uh, well, I know my mom's listening every week. <laughs> See, moms are the best. That's a uh, shout out to moms just across the board. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. Great podcast. Great. Yeah. And I feel like I got my questions into you too. So it was like also really great having you in a sense, like we sort of, we co-piloted this and it was great. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it was perfect. Well, you have a good day. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was a blast. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Later. Who is this? Who, Who is, is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Nor Cal guy. Nor Cal guy. Norcal, 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 Norcal,